You're listening to the IMT Show with Mike Sims. Now here is your host. So one of the first things I did when I, I landed my dynasty job is I, again, I had just moved from being homeless and sold my computer to have money to move back uh, into my mom's house and get back on my feet, get a job. And so when I, I did land the dynasty job, I, I uh, called up. Uh, the car finance company, which I was behind uh, like four months and said, Hey, you know, um, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm way behind. I got a job. I moved to Houston. I got a job. I'll catch it up. And, and the finance company, they, um, they said, uh, you, you've been such a good customer uh, till this point. We actually wanted to know if you want to refinance uh, everything and just, we'll just start you off new. So they did. And then I ended up trading that car in, uh, for a brand new, my first brand new car, which is a black Camaro, 95 Camaro. And I just, I love that car. And the first thing I did was went back to Austin where my friends and that was still work for Dell. And we had talked about uh, storm chasing because he, uh, my friend Dell, had, uh, uh, that worked at Dell, was um, had uh, lived in West Texas, so he was very familiar with tornadoes. And I uh, always was fascinated with storm chasing. And I had a brand new Camaro, so we went storm chasing and had some uh, some very uh, interesting adventures. The averagely experienced storm chasers hit about 10% of their chases. They see a storm. Uh, it's getting better now with better technology, but back then it was about 10%. Uh, we, were, we were hitting about 90% seeing tornadoes. Uh, even got, um, even chased one storm all the way from uh, from Texas into Oklahoma, where it had split off into two major cells. We followed the one on the left. It actually passed over uh, relatives of mine that lived in uh, live in Binger, Oklahoma, and they were just coming out of their storm shelters <laughs> as we pulled up because this we were following the storm from behind. That's where the tornadoes usually are, and uh, they, they were like, "What are y'all doing here?" And I said, we're chasing that storm. And I said, well, that storm chased us in our shelters. And um, yeah, we, we visited them for a while. And then it came uh, it came over on the, uh, the sources that we had that a tornado warning was in effect near Oklahoma City. So we jumped in, the, in my car and started speeding down the road. And it was about a dozen... Uh, uh, NOA storm chasers and their little cars with their, uh, you know, wind meters and everything, you know, rigged up on top of the roof. So there's about a dozen of them in a line. And I flew past them, made it uh, right into the area where the tornado was supposed to be, and it was quiet. I had no idea I was in the bear's cage. 
And so I'm asking my friend who's sitting next to me, I'm driving, and his wife who's in the back, and they're like this, catatonic and staring at the sky. And I'm like, talk to me, what's going on? And he says, yeah, it's right above us and it's spinning. And I knew that we were in trouble. <laughs> and I peeled out of there. And as soon as I did, I looked at my rear view mirror and I could see the ground effects of the funnel starting to hit right where we were. And it, uh, it moved across the, uh, the road and ended up like knocking some cars into each other and, um, and then moving off into a field. But uh, that was our, our close call at that time. Uh, we went out the, uh, the next day. <laughs> and again, we went back to uh, Abilene area uh, in an area called Sweetwater, which is right next to a little town called Roby, which is where they filmed the beginning opening sequences of the movie Twister, by the way. We, um, we always started off from where his, his parents lived in that area in Sweetwater. And there was a, a storm in, in the border of uh, New Mexico and Texas near Midland area. We made it there in, in an hour, which was incredible. And when we got there, we caught up with the storm. It was near La Mesa. And it was on the ground and it had just crossed the road and had snapped all the telephone poles like toothpicks. We, uh, so we, we were catching the, the, the tail end of the storm because it was getting late. The next year we, um, we planned our, our trip and uh, a project at work ended up rescheduling our vacation which we always took in, in around Memorial weekend in May because that's the high time of, of tornadoes. And uh, it scheduled it for the next week. So we, we didn't get to go that, that exact week, but the area we were gonna be in and, and that week that we missed was the, um, the Gerald tornado that was devastating and horrible. <clears throat> but there were, there were 10 um, tornado warnings in, in that one line of storms. And we would have been right there. That's where we planned to be in central Texas. So the next week was a high pressure system and nothing was happening the whole week. <laughs> so we were driving around and just, just touring. It was just me and my friend, his wife didn't come that time. And, um, and we saw a, uh, a storm chase group at a gas station parked there. We recognized it. It was uh, at the time, it was, uh, uh, I believe it was called Cloud Nine Tours. And really cool guys, really cool people. They had a really nice um, uh, tornado chase uh, touring for regular people. They would take you out uh, and, and show you tornadoes. And so we're, we're out there and they had a Japanese film crew and they saw us 
and they came and they interviewed me about storm chasing and everything. So I ended up on some uh, Japanese documentary somewhere about storm chasing. I've never been able to find it yet, but I had, um, uh, there was the scientist was traveling with them uh, as a favor because he was good friends with the, the owner of that tour group. And he had a, this El Camino that had a million stickers all on the side of it. And he had his science equipment in there. And the thing was, the bed was full of uh, equipment and stuff. Um, and he was very eccentric, very eccentric guy. And he ended up, um, you know, he, he was using um, some terminology and saying, I'm in it for the science, you know, uh, not the glory and all that. And, and of course, we're just amateurs. And he, um, he asked me, he says, well, so what are y'all guys going to do? And I said, well, we're going to hang around the, you know, the Highway 20 area around above, you know, around the Dallas Fort Worth area. You know, to, so we have access to the Oklahoma border, and because there's really nothing happening, so maybe maybe something will happen there. And about that time, the uh, the tour guide uh, came out had his notebook, and he had just read the weather reports, and he was telling the scientists, I think that we should head up to the Dallas Fort Worth region. You know, and that's the only possibility of something happening right now. And the scientist looked at me and says. Um, Good guess. And I said, well, thanks. <laughs> so uh, still nothing. We didn't find anything. But later, I looked up the guy, and he was uh, the consultant for the movie Twister. And the line that he told me was the line that Bill Paxton used in the movie, that he was in it for the science. And there were pictures of him, you know, with the crew and and the cast members. And, and so... Uh, uh, that was that was a cool thing that that was worth the trip <clears throat> okay well i don't know what to think it's um my daughter just turned 18 not too long ago shortly after christmas and uh she passed her driver's test and got her uh, driver's license. I don't know where where the time has gone. I really don't. Um, <laughs> uh, it seemed like yesterday I was just I was carrying her around yeah, as a little baby. But um, she is uh, um, very um, very proud of her. She is, uh, as far as kids go, she has been a uh, breezy and easy. Um, I just, uh, you know, you, you get to you get the typical teenage attitude from from all teenagers, but she she keeps it on the down low, and she's always been very generous and very uh, helpful in all her endeavors. She has um, got her own uh, company, her own business that making uh, parts out of computer parts. Um, 
called Smart Parts, and when she makes jewelry out of them, she uh, upcycles uh, computer parts, which we talked about in in when she was uh, interviewed here. But um, I just uh, it's just strange having having a daughter that's eighteen years old. I just um, where did the time go? She uh, and what's strange is that like me, every time she gets behind the wheel, somebody does something stupid somewhere and she has to evade them. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and she's done very well in uh, avoiding uh, people doing dumb things. And it, it takes me back to when I had, um, when I was taking a driver's ed our driving instructor was the superintendent of our school. And he was, um, we were all of course very nervous because he was the boss of the principal, but he was actually a very cool guy. He one time had a, uh, uh, I guess moonlighted a chauffeuring uh, the group Led Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin around, which is, um, I asked him, I said, you know, what did they, did you hear anything, what they talked about? And, uh, you know, you know, music lyrics or whatever. And what was it like, you know, driving around? And he said that um, it was like uh, driving businessmen around. They were very smart, very um, knew what they were doing. And it was like a, like a business meeting. So that was kind of interesting, but uh, he uh, he was a funny guy because you're you're expecting him to be extremely as a superintendent of a school, extremely straight laced and mature and and, and he was. But uh, there were times when when I was uh, driving him, and we went down uh, a road in Austin called 183 which is probably uh, <laughs> one of the most dangerous roads I've ever been on. It's, uh, it's, it's famous for a lot of crazy stuff happening. And so I'm going down this road and it's just me and him. Is uh, there's a uh, four lane road with a chicken lane in the middle. I'm on the outside lane and this lady in his car waits until I'm almost on her, and she pulls out right in front of me. I jarred the, uh, the car uh, to the next lane immediately. The superintendent rolls his window down and is shaking his fist and, and cussing at the woman. <laughs> and then he turns around and looks at me, and he says, in a real straight face, you know, uh, we don't advise doing that, you know, in, in traffic. And that's not, um, that's not the proper attitude today, but you know, she really pissed me off. <laughs> so, uh, it was funny. And we, we had another incident where we were going back to uh, Laga Vista from Austin and Austin is a lot of hills and particularly going to the road to Lago the, the roads go 
way up a hill and then down a hill. So you don't know who's on the other side of that hill until you're right up on them. And sure enough, as I'm coming over this hill, an 18-wheeler, it just flies past us and almost gives him a heart attack. And he looks at me, he says, I'm, I'm glad you were calm because that, that definitely scared the crap out of me. But um, no, he was a funny guy. And um, I, I really liked him. But in same in similar fashion, you know, my, my daughters had experienced the same things here in Houston, uh, dealing with uh, the, the crazy drivers here. Uh, for the most part, people are courteous and uh, easygoing, but, uh, but, you know, people make mistakes. People don't, are not paying attention, and particularly these days with cell phones and uh, uh, so forth. Uh, you almost need a separate um, cell phone car horn to honk at people at, at traffic lights because they're sitting there texting, you know, when the light changes. Um, you just, uh, you know, you just get irritated with that. But yeah, she's managed to avoid those those situations as, as well. But um, I don't know. 18 years. Uh, where did it go? <laughs> it, where did the years go? It's just, it just blows my mind. Hey, Mike Sims, Mike Sims, Michael Beck here, Swan and the Warriors. I just wanted to congratulate you on your Vicky series. I understand that it's in consideration right now for a TV series. That is awesome, dude. I'm so happy for you. That's great. You know, and I understand that Vicky is a real tough chick. Speaking of real tough chicks, you remember Deborah Van Valkenburg who played Mercy in the Warriors? She is a real tough chick. During the filming of that movie, she got hit in the head with a baseball bat and it cut her eyebrow in two right here. So the rest of the movie, she had to wear a spit curl to cover up where the sutures were and thereafter the scar. And, and, and if that wasn't enough, uh, during the scene where she and the fox are running through the uh, subway station, the stunt double fell down the stairs and pulled Deborah down with him and she broke her arm. So then she had to wear that re uh, red, I was going to say red, that blue jacket over her pink top. You know why? Because it covered up a cast. She is a real tough chick. And Vicky is a real tough chick. So I hope Vicky gets on the little screen and kicks some butt. Congratulations, dude. Very happy for you. God bless you, Mike. Thank you for listening to the IMT show with Mike Sims. The views expressed by guests are their own and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. The IMT show is an opinion show and not to be taken as serious personal, legal, tax or financial advice. It is meant as entertainment only. IMT show, Maseroff for Mike Sims is not responsible for ad content. For more information on show schedules and content visit www.mazeroth.net slash imt.